Welcome to Don't Do Disney Without Us. My name is Daniel. And my name is Zach. And this is a cute little podcast that we like to uh, put out every week. I don't know. A cute little podcast. I'm looking for adjectives. Uh... Yeah, cute. Sure, I'm going to go with that. It's a cute little podcast that we put out weekly where we talk about things going on at Disney. These are Disney parks mainly, but also, like tonight, we're going to talk about uh, things that are happening at other areas of Disney because not a whole lot happening at the parks this week, which makes it difficult to talk about these things. But hey, that's okay. We we, we still got some things to say and we'll, we promise we won't waste your time too much. Uh, we like to start the show by talking about things that are going to be happening in the coming week. What are the things that are happening this coming week at Disney, Zach? You know, not a whole lot. (laughs) Thank you. I believe we did identify two things that we were going to talk about, both of them happening this coming Friday. Yes, and they're not necessarily happening at the Disney parks. No, they're not. Disney Cruise Line is suspending mask requirements in a majority of indoor places on their cruise ships effective friday correct uh starting on march 11th uh, as the numbers of covid19 cases continue to stay low disney cruise line is slowly leaning up on mask requirements thank you channel 10 for writing that badly uh guests will have the option to wear a mask in most indoor locations on the ships according to the company's website guests two years and up will still be required to wear masks in the Disney theater, including those who are fully vaccinated. So you still have to wear them in the theater, but most indoor locations on the cruise ship, you now masks are optional. Which tracks with the parks themselves and a lot of indoor places where, you know, it's becoming not a requirement, but a, uh, a choice, I guess. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, anytime that you say, like, non-vaccinated people have to, you know, don't have to wear something, there's going to be people that are not going to, you know, <laughs> they've chosen not to get vaccinated, they're not going to, like, they, they think masks are, ma- masks, max? They think masks are stupid anyway, so they're not going to, uh, you know, to wear one voluntarily, but anyway, it, it, it's, uh, Disney Cruise, that's happening this Friday, so if you've got a Disney Cruise after this Friday, uh, you have a little bit more leeway. We're taking a Royal Caribbean Cruise. In May. Yes. And I wonder if they're going to follow suit. I haven't actually been. Actually, in this case, Disney is following suit with Royal Caribbean. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Royal Caribbean has uh, gone back to making masks optional in most indoor locations on their ships. I would say by May, it's going to be back to, uh, you have to, I mean, to, to get on the cruise ship, you have to show that you're vaccinated, the Royal Caribbean. So, but yeah, they're going to have masks being optional. So. That's that's my that's my belief. Uh, the other thing that's happening this Friday is Turning Red is coming out on Disney Plus. So this is the the new Pixar film called Turning Red. It's going to be coming out on Disney Plus. Apparently, because uh, I always wondered this is like, do they take California time or East Coast time for their release? But they're going to release it at three a.m. Eastern time on Friday morning, I, aka uh, midnight California time. Well. You know what we're not going to be doing? No. What? Watching Turning Red at 3 a.m. Wow. But do you want to watch the movie? I know absolutely nothing about it other than what I've seen bandied about online. Mm-hmm. But if it follows in the same vein as the other Pixar films that were released straight to Disney Plus, 
then yes, because Encanto was released straight to Disney Plus and then it blew up. So this may perhaps follow that same trend. I know there was a lot of kerfuffle about it not being released in theaters. Yeah. But. I, but I don't know what that kerfuffle is. It's like, if you have Disney, it's cheaper. <laughs> if you have Disney Plus and you wanted to watch Encanto, well, it, that's cheaper than a movie theater ticket. So I don't understand why people were upset about that. Unless they, unless they worked at Pixar and worked on that movie and somehow had their salary tied to the gross profits of that film, I don't see why they cared one way or the other, whether it came out on Disney or in the theater. Um, but Encanto, yeah, was a huge film. It was a huge hit, regardless of whether it... I mean, I think Encanto was in the theater. For, for Oh, that's right. Encanto had a theatrical lease, but it was only for like a month. Uh, anyway, Turning Red is coming to Disney Plus this Friday. I'm excited about it. By the way, the synopsis of that film is Mei Ling is a confident, dorky 13-year-old torn between staying her mother's dutiful daughter and the chaos of adolescence. Her protective, if not slightly overbearing mother, Ming, is never far from her daughter, an unfortunate reality for the teenager. As if the changes to her interest, relationships, and body weren't enough, whenever she gets too excited, she poofs into a giant red panda. Hence the the title turning red. So yeah. I I get it. Yeah. So uh, if you, if you live in Hungary though, it's coming out March tenth. So if you, if you want to see it a day early, go to Hungary, uh, and, and you can see it there. I mean, you know, in fact, I think one of my coworkers is in Hungary. I could. You uh, should tell him to go uh, go see Turning Red. Maybe I should have him simulcast it uh, for me. Uh, I'm pretty anyway, sure that's illegal. I mean, I pay for Disney Plus. I. <laughs> I, I will be allowed to see it the next day. So yes, technically it's illegal, but it's kind of one of those. It's kind of like being at Disney when you're 20 and you're going to be turning 21, like three months from now. And, uh, you go to the bar and they let you order a drink anyway. Like they'll card you and they'll go like, cause I think Disney's rule is if you're within 90 days of your 21st birthday, they'll, they'll let you have it. Um, cause that was always a great thing at pleasure Island. Uh, cause I, pleasure Island was open when I turned 21. So it's like, that was always a great thing at Disney was you could, you could drink a little early. This is news to me. Well, there you go. See something you learn something new every week on this podcast. That's, that's why it's so great. And, However, and cute. I would perhaps like to verify the veracity of that claim. If, uh, if, if, if you know, if that's a, a, a thing, let us know. Are you, are you accusing me of <laughs> No, longer. I, I, I don't know if it's true or not. I know that it is the Disney, uh, it, whether it's a, an official written policy or not, I don't know. I just know that that is what the cast members at the time told us and what they did. And it, it has tracked ever since. Like when I've been there with nephews and, and people younger that when they turn 21, uh, I know that Disney is like, eh, close enough. <laughs> it's like you're on vacation close enough. Uh, let's see the, there's not a lot of events happening this week, but that's the new stuff that was coming up this week. Uh, we, so the, the proposed format of the show here is we're going to talk, we talked about things that are going to be happening this week that you're listening, but, or the week that we record and then talk about things that happened the week prior that were the big news of the week. Thing is, there wasn't a lot of news last week. Uh, about Disney. I mean, there was, there's always news about Disney. You can type in Disney as a keyword on your news finder and you know, there, there will be news stories about Disney for God's sakes. There's 1900 Disney blogs that make their livelihood off of posting daily news stories about Disney. Problem is most of them are 
just silly things that don't really affect you one way or the other. And you know what's not a Disney news story? A ride failing to open with park open. Yeah. Like those that is a typical Disney blog story. Rise of the Resistance didn't open with the park this morning at Hollywood Studios. And then there's never a follow up story of oh oh it's open now. <laughs> like the nine thirty story of like, oh okay, it's open now. Uh but yeah, that's that's what has to happen. When you when you are fighting with all the other Disney blogs for clicks, right? Uh, then you just come up with these ridiculous stories that no one, I don't, I won't say no one cause I read them, but I don't think the average person really cares about, but the things that we kind of picked up on this week that we, we can kick around here is there's a whole bunch of new, uh, they're not just cupcakes, but there are a lot of new cupcakes that are, have uh, been announced this month for March, right? For women's, Wait, for women's history month, correct. For women's history month, uh, cupcakes. And, I don't have the article pulled up here from the food blog, but the, the one that was of interest to me was the Cinderella champagne cupcake at the magic kingdom in Florida. So uh, it, it's, well, I guess magic kingdom implies Florida, right? Cause when you say Disneyland, you're talking about California's magic kingdom. When you say magic kingdom, you're talking about Disney world. Is it actually called magic kingdom in California as well? It is. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're right. When yeah. I say Magic Kingdom, I'm talking about the one that I go to that's an hour away. Otherwise, I just say Disneyland. Yeah. And I, and I think that tracks, right? Because there's Disney's California Adventure and Disneyland. <laughs> Even though, you know, there's Walt Disney World and blah. Oh, there's a bunch of stuff at the world. There's the Magic Kingdom and Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Anyway, what, am I, what was I talking about? Cupcakes. Cinderella Cupcake. Yeah. It, it, it intrigues me, A, because I'm not a big fan of chocolate, but it, it, uh, it's a champagne cake. With a raspberry champagne compote filling, compote filling, and then yet a, a more champagne, champagne buttercream frosting on top. And sprinkles. And a white chocolate medallion with the Cinderella Castle mosaic. Neither of which have champagne. So uh, I, the only thing I will complain about with the, the food blog there is that they, they called it a boozy cupcake. And it's like, uh, I mean, I don't think a champagne cake has any alcohol. I'm pretty sure that alcohol cooked out when you, when you, uh, cause isn't the boiling point of alcohol, like way lower than water? Like, isn't that how you can cook with alcohol and, and it, you know, like with sherry and stuff. And it doesn't actually have any alcohol by the time you're done cooking. It, it's all evaporated out. Well, I'm sure if you cooked with sherry, she'd tell you all about it. <laughs> Look at you making a sherry joke, dad joke on the sherry cooking. Um, so yeah. That's that's the cupcake. Were there any of the cupcakes that came out that you thought? I would try all of them because I have a ginormous sweet tooth. Although mm-hmm. at the time that we're recording this, we've just returned from the Florida Strawberry Festival and I'm so full. I don't even want to think about a cupcake right now. <laughs> that's true. We had strawberry cobbler and you had something else sweet. I had too much is what I'll say. Oh, we had apple fries. Mm-hmm. We had apple fries, strawberry cobbler. And what was the other sweet thing you got? Oh, you, you got a blizzard at Dairy Queen on our way home. I mean, in fairness, the, the Dairy Queen is, is close to the Strawberry Festival. So Yes. Yeah. Although, now that I'm thinking about it, if we do do this mini cupcake crawl, yeah. I don't know that I want to do it in one day again. Oh, yeah. So he's talking about, for those of you who follow us on YouTube, uh, we, we did a cupcake crawl video cupcake crawl video that's hard to say it was a couple of years ago before the pandemic and 
there was an article on the Disney food blog. Oh yeah. On food blog. And it was like, you know, the 10 best cupcakes at Disney. And so we made a video trying all 10 of those cupcakes and we made the mistake of doing it in one day, <laughs> in one day. And by that 10th cupcake, it was like, oh. I think that was the, the one at trolley car cafe <laughs> that I just looked at, took half a bite of and threw away because I was yeah. so ridiculously overstuffed because that was the only thing we had had that entire yeah. day was had. a bunch of sugar cupcakes. It's, it's nature's perfect fruit. Um, anyway, so the cupcake, what were the other cup? Do you remember? Do I need to pull up the article here? What was the, uh, this would be where you talk while I look. But yes, um, in addition to the uh, the cupcakes for Women's History Month, there are a whole bunch of brand new sweet treats debuting all over the parks. There were eight of them at Hollywood Studios alone that debuted on one single day. So Disney is churning out the sweet treats and sometimes the the savory treats as well. But there seems to be a very big focus on the sweet treats at this point in time. There is, in true to form... Uh... <laughs> Food blog has an article, the 50th anniversary cupcake crawl. Oh God. I feel like it's not really fair. Cause some of these are not just for the 50th. Like I, the, what uh, King La crush. Is that how you say it? King La crush. King La crush. Kring, Kringla. The, Kringla, ba- the yeah. bakery in Epcot. Yeah. What's that called? What's the name of the whole, the, the K- place? Kringla old cafe. Oh, okay. But I feel like all they did was just relabel one of their cupcakes as a 50th anniversary cupcake. Oh, so that really caramel kush. Yeah, caramel you, kush. You, you were merging the German and, and Norway bakeries. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know. Oh, that would be so good, wouldn't it? If they merged the, the German bakery with the Norway bakery. And, and named it Kringle Kush. Sure. I don't care what they call it. Because uh, oh, they have some caramel in that rice pudding. Oh. That would be good. But would it still taste like cigarettes? No, that was the that was the school bread that tasted like cigarette ashes to me. And I don't know what it is in school bread. People love it. But when I've eaten it, that custard has a really weird, I don't know if it's anisette or some kind of odd spice that they have in there that 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 I just have a predisposition to taste it wrong. <laughs> but it, it was like, this tastes like an ashtray. I don't like this. Um yeah. Okay. I've, I've digressed enough. There, so. <laughs> go, go over to Disney food blog, check out the cupcakes, especially if you're going to Walt Disney world. Uh, I will say this. I don't think I've ever had a really bad cupcake at Disney. No, but I mean, I've had some, you know, eh, all right, this is, this is just standard cupcake. And, and that, that's very much the thing. Disney cupcakes run the gamut from absolutely terrible to pretty damn good. And occasionally you'll get one that's amazing. Yeah. Like that, uh, that one I had at the Contempo Cafe on the Cupcake Crawl. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it was. It was like a banana cream it, pie. Yeah, was, yeah I, I think that, that was exactly oh, it. It was so good. But Disney cupcakes very much land in the middle section of that more often than not where they're fine, but they're not, you know, right home about worthy. So the other thing that happened this week was, uh, and I didn't even know about this, so I don't know where you needed to find out about this, but Amazon released a a Amazon exclusive five pin set for Disney's 50th anniversary. It's a lounge fly pin set. So it's a lounge fly five piece pin set that was released 
exclusively on Amazon. It's already sold out. So uh, I have no idea what the price was because it sold out and I can't see. Um, now the price is whatever the market will bear. And I will tell I don't like this. And I'll tell you why I don't like this. Why don't you like this? Because there was a, a Disney coffee table book, a 50th anniversary coffee table book that I pre-ordered on Amazon. I pre-ordered it the day it was announced. So I had that pre-order sitting there for six to eight months. And when it came out, I rushed over to Amazon when, when I read an article about, oh, this book is finally out. And I was like, oh, I pre-ordered it. Let me go over and see where it is. And, and it said out of stock. And then I dug through and they had sent me an email going, do you still want this? Like on the day that it released, they sent me an email going, do you still want this? And because I never saw that email, it's like, I already, they already had my credit card. They already had all the information. It's like, I would have rather them just charge me and sent it. It's like, why are you checking to see if I still want it? Of course it does, I still It want doesn't it. matter that I pre-ordered it six months ago. Yeah, yes, exactly. I still want it. And, and it's so weird because I've never had that happen before. I've pre-ordered Harry Potter books and things, you know, that got delivered on the, the release date and stuff that I've never had that happen before. So they also have an, another pin, another 50th anniversary exclusive pin on Amazon that is, you can pre-order. It's going to come out on May 1st. But I don't want to pre-order it. Who is it? Uh, this is a picture of, it's a picture of Mickey and Minnie. Minnie is holding a Dole Whip. And they're both standing in front of the castle and up above them is Dumbo and some fireworks back behind the castle. Here, the problem I have with this pen, I don't think that's our castle. I I think that's the California castle. It's like, you know, the California castle is like really short and squat and ours is like tall and tall and majestic and an actual castle. I don't, I don't want to say that. I I'll just say this. The trees around our castle aren't in danger of, you know, dwarfing it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry to anyone who listens to this that goes to Disneyland and has that as their home park. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that's the, the California castle on that. So I'm not too sure. Uh, what else? And did I have? That, that Disney book, by the way, mm-hmm. I was going to get it for you for your our anniversary or your birthday. Yes. But I'm not paying those eBay prices. Oh, I, I that, that that's a sixty dollar book, and the cheapest I've ever seen it for resale is about one hundred and fifty bucks. That's crazy. Uh, some new pins came out for the International Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, we will probably do a video about them when we get them. I will say that there is a mystery pin set that I like that has uh, not only Figment, but Pluto, but Pluto and Spike, so and Daisy. So I mean, talk about. International Women's Month. Daisy should be, they should have changed the flowers in front of the kingdom at Disneyland to be Daisy, not Minnie. Because if you want if you want a strong independent woman, that's Daisy Duck. That's not Minnie Mouse. Daisy don't take no crap from nobody. I mean, she has an abusive boyfriend, but she uh, you know she holds her own with that. But she she has a job. She's fashionable. She's, uh, you know, makes her in. She's fashionable while having a job. So otherwise, Minnie just, I don't know, she bakes pies. Like, Minnie doesn't have a job. Do we know that for sure? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's, can- I, don't, I don't watch the new Mickey and Minnie shorts. All right, I'm going to stop talking before I get myself in any more trouble. Uh, some other pins that are coming out this week. Uh, I don't know. I find it hard to talk about pins. On an audio podcast. On an audio podcast. 
Uh, but we will definitely go through uh, any of the ones that we buy on on our YouTube channel. So check that over at WDW Aristocrats. I don't know why I said that. It's at youtube.com slash WDW. It almost sounded like you're going to say www.aristocrats.com. And I'm like, right. we don't have that domain anymore. Please don't tell people to go there. <laughs> yeah, don't go there. Uh, um, and that's it. The, the, the one other thing that I wanted to talk about in the events this week is we, we're going to be a guest. We're going to be guests. We, 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 we will indeed be guest on another podcast called Pin Voyagers. Is that correct? Yeah. Pin Voyagers. I don't see a website for them, but uh, I'm sure they're on iTunes and, and Spotify. Well, now you can find it. YouTube. We've, we've listened to it, so I know yeah. you can find it. Uh, so yeah, Pin Voyagers. We're going to be guest on their show. We're going to be recording this Tuesday night. So what is that? March 8th. And uh, I have no idea when it's going to come out. I have no idea when they're going to release the episode, but uh, look for us on Pin Voyagers. That'll be fun. Uh, and I guess they've already sent us the questions that we're going to be interviewed on. They have indeed. Yeah, it'll be all about pin trading. For those of you who, who don't follow, haven't followed us on our YouTube journey, we, we started a YouTube channel about Disney pin trading. And that's primarily what we do on our YouTube channel, our pins and merchandise and stuff like that. Um, but we found that we have a lot of Disney opinions, and we figured, hey, you know what, a better, a better forum for that. A better forum for that. I can't talk. A long form audio podcast. Maybe this isn't a better forum for that because clearly I can't talk. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should just uh, just stick with the written word or something like that. But ah, it just seems so so complicated. Um, I have no idea what I'm saying right now. Do you want to move on? Yeah, I do want to move on. You know what? Let's just wrap this up. Uh, Let's talk about our hero and villain of the week. Each of us have one. Uh, Zach, what is your, who is your, what or who is your hero of the week? Hold on. We, episode one, we did villains first. Episode two, we did heroes. Yeah. So episode, well, odd episodes numbers, we'll do villains first. So who is your villain of the week, Zach? My villain of the week is Walt Disney World or the Walt Disney Company's IT people, specifically the ones who still have yet to figure out how to integrate things like park passes and dining reservations into the My Disney Experience app instead of shunting you out to their website, making you log in yet again, and then, you know, making you re-enter everything you wanted to look for for your dining reservation, at which point it's probably gone. Yeah. Which has actually happened multiple times. Yeah. I don't know how I ended up doing it on my phone, but somehow I saved my login so that uh, it skips over that step. But yeah, it is quite frustrating. I was also, today I was trying to just look at the park reservation schedule and you from the app it'll send you to a web page and that web page sometimes isn't the right web page. And then you try to, it, they, it's, and when you finally get to the page that has the reservation schedule, it's like for tickets. And I wanted to look at pass holders. And then I click on that button. It takes me to another. It's very, it's very messed up. So yes, my, my, my bill in this week is the Disney IT department. Get it together. Disney IT Lord. Uh, my villain of the week are the folks uh, on Twitter and on YouTube and on the internet in general that for some reason are incredibly invested in the failure of uh, the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. Like, I don't understand the mentality. I get not liking it. And I get it not being for you. Like, you know, I'll I'll never do that, right? I get that. I understand. That's all great. But the, the breathless 
tweeting and reporting about the number of availability room. You know, it's like because the Star Cruiser, you can't book it online. You have to call. But they have a calendar that shows you the available dates that's updated periodically. And so dates will pop up or they'll, you know, like all the months, the first three months were grayed out. And then a, a, a single date will pop up as available. Well, you have no idea what kind of room that was. You know what I'm saying? You still have to call to do it. It's like, but the reporting on it is, um, well, because of the, the horrible videos that they put out teasing the, uh, the cruiser, people are canceling their reservations. And then I saw just the other day, uh, a headline that was like, despite glowing reviews uh, for the, the star cruiser, people are canceling their reservations. And I'm like, wait, so you're telling me that people canceling their reservations really has nothing to do whether the videos are good or bad. This more has to do with, it's a large hotel. Like, you know, there's a hundred rooms there and it books fully every two days. So that's a lot of moving parts. Of course, people are going to cancel their reservations. That's just part of life. I think if you put any hotel's calendar up there, you would see them pop in and out. I, I keep cutting you off. Go ahead. And the interesting thing about that article in particular is because is that headline was from WDWNT, who, you know, are yeah. clickbait trash, but... Tom Corliss's actual review of the Star Cruiser was incredibly positive. Yeah, Tom Corliss so, seemed to really enjoy. By the way, Tom Corliss is the 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 owner of WDWNT. So we just I didn't want to just throw out that name there without uh, people. Who? Who? Uh, so the, it, yeah. the, that that disconnect between his experience and the article on his website that he probably told someone to go write. Yeah, for clicks. <laughs> It's just crazy. Um, but I just don't get it. I don't get the glee and the, uh, you know, the, the, just the joy in thinking that it's failing or whatever. It's like, just let it be for God's sakes. Just let it go. Uh, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Not every single experience at Walt Disney world has to be Victorian Alberts looks great. I'll never have that experience because that is outside of the price that I'm willing to pay for a dinner. But it's like, I don't begrudge anyone who wants to do it. And I don't feel like my Disney experience has been cheapened because I'm not doing Victoria and Alberts. Uh, I, same with the Star Cruiser. I don't feel like my Disney experience is cheapened ever by not doing the Disney Star Cruiser. And as we stated on last week's episode, we actually kind of want to go in a year when Disney actually you know, discounts it because we're not <laughs> yeah. going to pay $4,800 plus tax. Right. Okay. Uh, so who's your hero of the week? My hero of the week, speaking of the Galactic Star Cruiser... Uh, is a writer for Cinema Blend named Dirk Libby, who went on the Star Cruiser and whose articles on the Star Cruiser have been level-headed and even-keeled and, you know, reporting what he saw and leaving the question of worth up to the individual guest. And that's not something that you see a whole lot in Disney media. It's you're either for something or against something. There's no nuance, no, no room in the middle, anything like that. Okay. So Dirk Libby, you are an amazing person for, you know, remaining relatively objective, at least as far as I've seen in what I've read. Well, there you go. Dirk Diggler. What was his name? Dirk Libby. Dirk Libby. <laughs> Zach's hero of the week. My hero of the week uh, is ordinary adventures, which is a YouTube channel. Uh, Kitra and Peter are the two hosts there. They put out all of their videos from their trip on the Star Cruiser from the media cruise. 
And then immediately they were back on the cruise for the inaugural launch that they paid for. Um, Have they released videos from that? No. Yet? No, they haven't. But I, what, what, the reason that they're my heroes is because the, the last video that they released, the, the final video that they released from their media cruise, they really uh, allowed themselves to, uh, they just really like, left themselves open to, uh, you know, they, they showed them getting very teary and crying when they're talking about things like just emotionally overcome with things. When you talk about things the same way that I talk about like, you know, the fireworks shows or something at Disney and it's difficult to explain to people that it's just, you just become so overcome with, you know, emotion about it that it, you know, you, you start to cry, your voice quivers and stuff like that. And they, they, they didn't have to leave that in there, right? They could have edited that out or whatever. They left it in there. I, I just, it really made me feel like, you know, that's, that's great. I'm, I'm glad to see that this thing that they created that Disney created, like really touches people on that level Uh, in the same way, you know, when I, when I saw wishes for the very first time and I was just bawling or, you know, enchantment uh, or when we saw, I I cried when we saw happily ever after for the first time after it came back. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cause we had been away from the parks for almost a year and uh, harmonious. I thought was great. Um, I cried on that way. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm a softy that I cried everything. You do. You, I do. You really do. I even cry when it's time to end this podcast, which is right now. Hey, if you want to send us an email, you can do so. Our email address is don't do Disney at gmail.com. Um, and uh, otherwise, you can check out our YouTube channel. WDW Aristocrats is our YouTube name. So you can find us over there. This podcast, by the way, we, we normally put out a video version of this podcast. This episode will not have a video component to it because we're waiting for a piece of equipment to come in uh, so that we don't have to keep moving our mixer back and forth between uh, our YouTube studio and where yeah. the mixer normally resides. Exactly. So uh, we will we'll pick back up with video podcasts. But there is a video coming out on our channel this week, So uh, which is a merchandise haul and everything. So if you want to see all the merchandise that we picked up from the Flower and Garden Festival, and things about that then not not flower and garden oh i'm sorry the arts and crafts festival we haven't been to flower and garden yet (laughs) the international festival of the arts is what i'm trying to say all of which is to say don't do disney without us and by the way he's not crying this show is part of the pride 48 podcasting network Check out more great shows at pride48.com.